Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Today, let me speak to the governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801-575-8255. Live from the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. We thank you for being along with us today here at KSL News Radio. I'm Doug Wright, and it's an honor to be hosting Let Me Speak to the Governor today and Governor Gary Herbert. Welcome. It's always great to have you here in our studios. Well, I should welcome you. Welcome back. <laughs> I know. You know, honestly, Governor, this is the first time I've been on that side of the microphone in this studio before, but I haven't been in the host position here. This is all brand new. It is brand new, and boy, it looks really nice and very functional and comfortable. So, congratulations on KSL. Uh, thank. Well, we knew you'd be dropping by. So, you know, we had <laughs> to spruce, we spruce the joint up a little bit. It looks great. Governor, there are so many things things to talk about today as I was making the list of topics and it's not about me asking questions it's it's about our listeners and the number of course is KSL Talk area code 801-575-8255 it's your opportunity to talk with the governor of our great state and especially during this legislative session and I thought at first governor how about just a little update on what uh, what you've been up to and what's happening in the state well thank you uh, the legislature's been in session now we're almost two-thirds of the way through it so Time really is flying by fast. There's a lot of issues out there. Our legislature will introduce topics on about 1,100 bills this session. Um, They'll pass, if history is any prologue uh, to what will happen, uh, we'll pass probably over 500 bills, which we track our uh, executive branch and work with the legislature. And I've been very impressed with the legislature this session. They've really knuckled down. They're very uh, hardworking. Uh, they're actually doing, I think, a very good job in representing the people. And when, they, when we pass 500 bills, it would be interesting for the public to know that 85% of those plus pass virtually unanimously. Right. So there's consensus. There's uh, co- uh, cooperation. There's collaboration. And we come together and, and almost unanimous consent on most of these bills. They, they're taking on some tough issues. Some with a lot of emotion out there in the in the public square, but doing I think a good job in finding resolution. At the top of that list for me is is tax reform, tax modernization, which is hard, uh, particularly when you say let's broaden the base and lower the rate, which most everybody genuflects to. Yeah, broaden the base and lower the rate, unless I'm the part of broadening the base. Right, right. And uh, you know, taxation on services that have not been taxed before. But the good news is, if we do this correctly. Uh, 90% of Utahns will pay less tax, sales tax, than they paid uh, a year ago. And so that's happening. Uh, that's something that the legislature is committed to. And we want to have a tax system that's fair, it's equitable across the board, that all parts of the economy are con- contributing fairly, that's simple to understand, and allows us to continue to have sustained economic growth. If we don't have tax modernization, uh we probably are going to have some crisis problems here in the next couple of years as we're running out of money proportionally in the general fund. 
since you brought that up, Governor, let's talk about it. I was uh, at an event at the Capitol Rotunda yesterday morning with legislators and Envision Utah. And when the speaker uh, made his comments, he brought this up in the final now weeks, days of the legislative session, tackling what he described as, I think he said once in a decade, other people have described it once in a generation, opportunity to really do something uh, somewhat significant, if not somewhat radical, with Utah's tax system. What are you seeing? What is in that proposal? And we did not hear yesterday morning from the uh, from the Democratic Party. How are they uh, feeling about this? And are they on board? Well, I think in some ways they are. Again, tax reform, tax modernization, as a concept, most everybody agrees to. The marketplace is dynamic. It changed. And what tax policy we had, you know, a decade ago may be questionable today and will be absolutely wrong tomorrow. So we have to change with the times, with the economy. And as I've mentioned before, on sales tax, for example, it used to constitute 70% of our sales tax came from goods being purchased. Today, because of a shift to more service-oriented economy, now only 40% is coming from the sales tax or from the economy out there, which means that uh, as that continues to shrink, you'll have a smaller base, which puts pressure on to raise rates uh, or take away money from other services that are part of the course uh, requirements of, of government. So I think everybody understands the need to do it. The devil's in the details. Uh, again, it is a situation where I'm happy to have tax reform as long as you don't tax my business <laughs> right. or my service. And so I think the legislature is trying to do a very broad-based approach, meaning let's put everything on the table. Uh, let's see what is politically possible. But fairness would be everybody contributes. And then we're going to find arguments about why, why my business or my entity, my s- sector of the economy should not be or maybe a modified tax uh, policy for us. Uh, that's what's happening now. Uh, the good news is I think people are coming together on this. It's, it's really passed through the House. It's going to be going to the Senate. We have 11 days. I think there's going to be a, an enhanced effort to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to weigh in, to give their concerns, uh, discussion, recommendations, criticisms. And I think there will be a delayed implementation date. So that will give us even more time, even past the session, to take a look at maybe areas that ought to be t- tweaked or modified. Mm-hmm. But this is not just a nice thing to do. This is really a necessity that's why it's such a once-in-a-lifetime kind of a thing. This is a big overhaul, and doing sales tax is a lot more complex than just reducing the income tax by one or two points, which we did in 2006. But where we have the inequities, where the complexities come now is uh, in the sales tax arena, which funds all of our general uh, fund core uh, services of state government. So it's not just a nice thing to do. It's, it's really an absolute necessity that we do it, and I hope – and believe it will do it in this session. Whenever you talk to anybody in business, they talk about how radically things have changed. Brick and mortar stores, buying online. You look at, uh, we've talked over and over, not only on this show, but elsewhere regarding gasoline uh, sales taxes. I mean, it is quite remarkable how the economy has changed. And if the tax structure doesn't change, what kind of dire consequences could be out there for Utah? What do Utahns need to understand about the downside? Well, let's just talk about education. Again, you talked about the gasoline tax. We've not adjusted the gasoline tax, really, to accommodate just inflationary uh, costs that have been lost. Um, And so what happens now is that 40% of the gasoline tax or the cost of roads and maintenance comes out of the gasoline tax, which is the user fee. Most people believe the user should pay more. Uh, 
uh, there's a general need, but uh, we're only getting 40 percent of the gasoline tax and 60 percent out of the uh, general fund. If that's not adjusted, it will take more and more for ongoing cost of maintenance out of the general fund and not so much out of the user fund. Same way is somewhat true with education. For example, over the last decade, on average, uh, we've contributed from the general fund 46% of the cost for higher education. Today, we're only contributing about 4% out of the general fund for higher education, taking away dollars that really have been traditionally going into public education. If that's not adjusted, public education will, in fact, receive fewer dollars. And uh, we've been able to be very generous with a growing, healthy economy. And so that really is the goose laying the golden egg. We need to keep modernization of tax uh, front and center so that over the next decade and a generation, we'll continue to have a growing, expanding economy. Tax modernization will help us to make sure that that happens. We're going to take a, a brief break. When we come back, the rest of the program primarily is going to be yours, our KSL listeners, those who wish to speak with Governor Herbert. And we have a lot of different uh, questions on the line already. KSL Talk is our number. Area code is 801 575 8255. Let's go ahead and take a break. We'll be right back with more on Let Me Speak to the Governor. 